uh, Iron Maiden for her to her credit. Like I was like, wait, what? Wow. <laughs> okay, nice. that's random. But uh, like just most, it was mostly either like Hair or Arena Rock or straight up '90s club or early early '90s late '80s club music. Like that was. Yeah, I feel you. That was <laughs> that was it. And so when growing up, I was like, I like this and I like this and I like this, and everyone around me was like, what? hell is like, like <laughs> what is we happening? cannot get a read on you man like who you're reading manga listening to freaking avenge sevenfold while also like wearing a sweatshirt with freaking motown on it <sighs> welcome my friends and if you're listening, then upon this release, we have, it has just been Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day. It was like a week, uh, a couple, like five days ago or something. So happy Valentine's Day to all you lovers out there. I hope you guys celebrated love in its a form and not just bought candy because you can do that any day. But there's only one day to celebrate so love. So true. That's Valentine's Day. So that's from the Mixed Edition team. Happy Valentine's Day. But today we ain't talking about love. Oh, not completely. We might. We're talking we about might. music, and I love music. So, I mean, <laughs> so it's, you it's may like not another the, just expression of love. Just another expression of self. So, as you know from the title, which is obviously uh, clickbaity for your pleasure. No, I'm just kidding. It's not clickbait because it's real. We're talking about this. So you're a rapper, right? The whole point of this conversation, and any black person that does music out there, I don't care if you're actually a rapper or not, has heard this question. <laughs> has heard this question. I have told people I'm a musician, and automatically they assume I rap. Uh, it's not going to be the whole podcast. We're actually going to get to our tastes growing up. We're going to get to our parents' tastes, because we are both, me and Sachel, if you can't tell, because you're listening and not watching, we're both mixed. So having that kind of lends to an interesting experience. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to start off on today, because I know all you guys want to hear it, some horror stories <laughs> from myself and from Sachel, who uh, both of us are musicians in our own right. We uh, both did it in school. We both uh, practice it out of school. And obviously, we're both a little out of practice. But we consider ourselves singers. We sangin'. We sing. Singing. We sang. Just maybe, a little. Maybe we'll sing for you guys one day on the on the podcast but today's not that day no no maybe a day when we are together um when we can sing in sync with each other yeah, right. and not, <laughs> not with an odd lag sashel just to go a beat off we got this here we go <laughs> but yeah oh my goodness that reminds me oh, of no that just like reminds me of you know how when you're singing in a chorus and someone's just always late and you're like Get your rhythm in check. Like, please. Hashtag choir problems. Oh, Danny. <laughs> Danny's like, that was me. <laughs> oh, and if you're listening and can't see us, we also have Danny here with us. Hey. If you don't know, now you know we're the crew. I'm Sebastian. I'm Danny. I'm Sasha. And <laughs> we keep forgetting to introduce ourselves to you guys because we all know each other so well that it's literally, we, we had a three-hour conversation before the podcast. <laughs> Just, You're right. Just because we like talking to each other so much. But me and Sasha being musicians for most of our lives lends itself to these kinds of situations where 
you have to decide at one point like what kind of music you want to pursue what kind of music you want to make and by the time i had i was like very young i had decided i wanted to be an r&b singer i wanted to be like usher i wanted to be like chris brown like i wanted to like hit the runs i wanted to to luther vandross some girl into loving me one day <laughs> but uh i didn't have Is that not what happened <laughs> It may have worked. Yes, I think it that's may have much happened exactly. that way. But Don't steal my j- my tricks, people. Sneaky, because we would listen to Luther Vandross, and he'd be like, "I just love his voice," and I'm sitting there like mesmerized. <laughs> yeah. So now y'all know. Without the Luther, everyone's just like every once in a while. It doesn't have to be. You gotta wait for the right moment, but when it works. But uh, I vibe. I found out like young. I don't have the goods. Uh, <laughs> it's not necessarily that I wasn't a good singer. It just there's certain things that just didn't come naturally to my voice. I know Sachel definitely uh, vibes with me on this. Like when you listen to traditionally good R&B singers or like pop singers, the ease in which the voice uh, comes is extremely hard to emulate. A lot of people have to do it over time. Like you, you don't sound like Usher, like being born unless you, you know, are Usher. I mean, so. some people, some people do. Yeah. Uh, I would say, but I also think that um, my voice is like I have a low, jazzy, smoky voice. Sultry. Not yeah, like more sultry. Not right. an R and B. Right. Like I sound. It sounds like I can't do runs. I mean, I probably could, but you do not small well. ones. I can do little ones. Yeah, not well. I can do flips. Not well. Yeah. But I mean, also, I can't do, like, gospel style. Like, all, like, those hard kind of vocals. But I think that this is actually a great segue into this. Because we will. Don't worry. We will get to our our racial racial woes. We will regale you with our racial woes. (laughs) But real quick, the fact that... You, like how you grow up and the music you listen to also heavily impacts like like what you try to do when you're a kid and i actually had a lot of gospel music in my in my childhood so while sachel says like her voice isn't necessarily made for gospel and i kind of agree because I've, I've heard her sing it is weird to me because i feel like when sachel sachel has a brother his name's Vo. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Uh, and he has well, the similar... Even if he does, it doesn't matter now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could bleep it out, I guess. But, I mean, who knows? <laughs> um, so, he has a very similar style of voice. But he, I would say his voice is almost more suited to gospel than Sachel's. And it's an interesting conversation to have. Like, whether, like, genetically you're born with that or environmentally, is that how it kind of, like, manifested itself is you just weren't singing or weren't like uh even when you're young mimicking that style of singing so then you kind of develop differently and because of the mix in music that i think that both me and sachel probably had growing up it shifted something it made something a little different uh early on like listening to like journey and boston and yeah. right and like you know all those old classics uh-huh but Duran, then also Duran. Uh, yeah Duran Duran and then also getting that like Luther Vandross mix you know that that like old school R&B getting that and even some gospel 
that mix led to my voice being kind of not either, but both. <laughs> so I don't know that's, if that's a race. Somewhere, thing. yeah, somewhere in the middle. Ooh. I will say that uh, my my voice is is somewhat poppy, and I spent a good amount of my childhood listening to straight basic pop <laughs> radio hits color me color me bad oh <laughs> yeah she's whipping but them up also yeah also like boys to men and things like that so there was some r&b so i guess right that does kind of that tracks and then you have danny who is also a very good singer you guys also you wouldn't know this listening or or watching but uh she's also a very good singer but her her style of singing is completely different like on on like a on such a different level and again it kind of leans me to ask that question what is it that makes it different is it the environmental effect of growing up surrounded by all different kinds of music and never having that like home or is it genealogy like genetics is it like you know they they say that a lot of black people are decent at singing because of the amount of singing done in the past then genealogy like in in your genetics mm. so like how much of that does get passed on when you're mixed and like how much of that actually like carries over so like uh-oh you all right there babe <laughs> your headphones took a dive there bud we're good <laughs> all right yeah so if you if you know anything about this and you're listening obviously we have very few listeners but thank you by the way for those of you who did tune in to our first two episodes we really appreciate it it's really yes, cool to see from all over the world people uh watching the show or listening to the show go check us out on youtube if you're on youtube now thank you if you're on spotify or itunes or any of those places please go check us out on youtube b-u-y-e-o-p-r-o on youtube but if you're checking us out on spotify or itunes that's mixed edition podcast on spotify so now that I've plugged us <laughs> back to that conversation, obviously we don't know the answer to this question, but uh, we will uh, dive into it deeper on another episode once we've kind of done some research and see what you guys think. But on to the topic at hand, uh, since we were talking about the influences of our music at a young age, I kind of wanted to swing it over to Danny and kind of see where, where it kind of changed for you. Because you do a lot of show tunes, you do a lot of stuff like that. And your voice is very fitting to it. Like, it's just, like, perfectly for that kind of singing. So what did you listen to growing up that kind of shaped that? Show tunes. (laughs) (laughs) I feel you, Danny. Me and uh, my sisters, Disney and show tunes, me and my sisters would, like, dance around the living room, and we had a hearth that kind of looked like a stage. We'd get up there and perform. And um, we would listen to Les Mis, which my dad was a big fan of. Um, and then there's also <laughs> this like uh, King Richard uh, Broadway performance or no, sorry, Richard Harris performs it. But it's King Arthur and he's singing about like getting together with Queen Guinevere and he's all nervous. Spoiler alert. My dad like loves that song. If you say the first three words of that song, my dad is off and he's singing. <laughs> and like, I really enjoyed that. I'd say as a family, like we definitely would listen to show tunes. We would definitely like perform together. Show tunes and Disney. Hardcore. Well, Disney, I think if you were born 
90s or 90s adjacent, like Disney's a huge part of your childhood. Yes, Disney. I don't even know if we're allowed to say hard D. Did. Let's call it Isney from now Isney. on. <laughs> and okay. a lot yeah, of that, church that plays music. a role. Yeah. I had a decent amount of church music growing up, too. Oh, yeah, but you had... I don't mean to be a snob. As if you guys have been here before, you know I am actually a snob. No, you <laughs> so, go for it. Go for but it. But dude, the the kind of gospel music you listen to is like, <laughs> nah, bro, that's not that ain't it. Fam. Like the kids' bop version of kind of. It was no, like, like kind yeah. of. No, okay, so we, they, it was like Chris Tomlin. It was like Mercy Me. Anybody who knows those groups knows the that kind of a sound. But it's definitely more like acoustic guitar. I think that that brings up an interesting point that's appropriate for this episode specifically is uh, actually, I mean, I have been to both traditionally white churches and traditionally black churches and the music Mm. is so different. So different, but weirdly the same. It's like the same songs. But weirdly, it's the same song, but totally different We're all singing about his glory. Different. We're all all reveling in his light. But different. Yeah, but man, I'm not going to lie. Black churches get hype. Yeah. And and without dipping too much into religion, because we're not we don't really talk about religion on this podcast. Yeah, we're not, I don't. Yeah. But the reason why I tended to lean towards uh, black style churches growing mm. up was and I stopped going to church a while ago. I'm sorry to uh, let you guys know. But the reason why I kind of drifted is because when they call what they call the act of of singing uh, to God or in church, praising or worshiping. Right. Like that's what you're doing. And it just always felt in a black church or predominantly black. It's not all just black people. Uh, if it just felt more like that, it felt more like we were actually like worshiping and praising. It felt more like, and then in 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 a white style church, it felt more like we were doing something we had to do, just to to like you know say the praise right. You had to sing the, the specific song. And I'm not generalizing. I'm sure there are. That's a hot take, Sebastian. There I are did tons not of different kinds of churches. Have that experience, but I definitely ended up wanting to go to church more when it felt like worship was like, like actual physical activity you did with a group of people, rather than like an attendance some or a concert yeah. you attended. Mm. Well, okay. What I'm imagining the, the the what I basically what I wanted to say is anyone who has seen like. What's that? Sister Act? Sister Act. <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Sebastian made me watch that. Oh, so Yeah, so you good. know what I'm talking about after you watch Sister Act. You're like, they're like, all right. And then all of a sudden, everything is crazy. And you're like, that, that is it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I just thought that, like, you know, since we're talking about differences in music, also, that's a big part of some people's musical journey. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely because my older sister started to listen to Christian music that was like metal, <laughs> like Skillet. Right. I've done that as <laughs> well. <laughs> like I <laughs> I actually, like the majority of religious music that I've listened to in my life was either R&B style, like it wasn't traditional gospel style. Uh, it was R&B style or like uh like rock versions uh, right of religious music and uh 
that has definitely shaped kind of how right. I how I view music, you know, and the kinds of things that, that you ended up I listening consider, to. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. uh fun fact about me and Sachel, but when we first met, and this is I mean, it got to be around 12 years ago now. I was 15, so 13 years ago now. Uh, we weren't like fr- – I was friends with her brother, and uh, but she would pick us up from football practice every once in a while and drive me home. And she picked us up one day in her blue and white Mustang Shelby. Rip, that car was so beautiful. Uh, we were driving home, and she was listening to Avenge Sevenfold on the uh radio now this this baffled me just because uh my my background in my in like my environmental culture that was like around me all the time changed so much like i i never like i started listening to like metal and like rock and everything when i went to middle school because it was a predominantly white middle school and it was weird to listen to hardcore rap or like you know, anything really too away from the mainstream. But then I went to a predominantly black high school and I was the only kid in the locker room, you know, bumping Slipknot on my headphones. You know, I was young <laughs> people. Okay. Good times. Good times. And so for Sachelle to also be mixed and, you know, uh, if you're mixed out there and you live, in a high population place, you might see a lot more mixed people, but where we grew up, it's it's kind of rare. I think I know like six people off the top of my head in the city that are mixed black and white. Like off, uh, the, top, off the top of the dome. Like I, I can't really name more than that. Yeah, I think I know less than 10. So right. So like that you, tracks. you just have like less people who can relate to you just overall. And to see Sachelle being mixed but like just not caring like it had no bearing on her musical taste or what she wanted to be perceived as and it really was my first glimpse at someone just being brave enough to like say what culture like i'm me that's my (laughs) culture and like that inspired like the whole point of this podcast is that idea of individual culture and cultivating yourself up from pieces of many different cultures many different people because every person you meet is within themselves an individual culture so you're just enriching your own culture by by meeting other people like that and sasha listening to seize the day that day in that car allowed me to be like there's more like me like i'm not the only (laughs) one that doesn't listen to like primarily listen to rap even though everyone around me expects me to and and wants me to and and tried to make me and I didn't want to. And then I got in the car with another mixed person and sees the day plays. And I'm just like, you, you're yeah. awesome. I will say um, around that, my music taste is random. So I would have mixed CDs all the time, mm-hmm. like in high school and stuff. Cough, cough. And it would literally go from like sync to Metallica <laughs> To Britney Spears, to, Simon to Marilyn Manson, yeah. to Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, it was like really, really random. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> and so music has 
always been a part of kind of my identity, but not from a racial standpoint yeah. at all. Bare, because but when you first started making your relationship with music, same with me, it was before we even recognized race at all. We were children. Right. You know, like race had nothing to do with the kind of music we liked. And I think your parents really have a lot to do with the kind of music you end up really digging for the formative years of your life. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, my parents listening to, like, my mom, I mean, she lists, she likes a lot of music, but she really doesn't really like electric guitars. Like, she likes some. But for the most part, if you play her a rock song, she's going to be like, it's got yeah. too much, like, noodly guitar in it, and I don't really like that. And And for me... <laughs> growing up listening to mainly her her version of what rock and roll is which again was like journey uh iron maiden for her to her credit like i was like wait what wow <laughs> okay nice. that's random but uh like just most it was mostly either like hair arena rock or straight up 90s club or early early 90s late 80s club music like that yeah, was I feel you. that was <laughs> that was it and so when growing up i was like I like this and I like this and I like this. And everyone around me was like, what the hell is like, why? like <laughs> what is we happening? cannot get a read on you, man. Like who you're reading manga, listening to freaking Avenge Sevenfold while also like wearing a sweatshirt with freaking Motown on it. And I'm just right. like, you know, it was, it was really me just trying to find myself in music because music was so expressive to me and it still is like my favorite form of expression and i am right now as of right now obviously if you know me you know i listen to a hell of a lot of korean music but i would say for the most part rap is my number one musical form of choice right now it's not the kind i perform which we will get to very shortly <laughs> but it is yeah, the kind that's I listen actually to most uh, that's an interesting point because I want to say, so to my mom's credit, she was in a band, like <laughs> she, she plays bass. That's so she cool. Was, she, mm. she loves rock music or at least she did. I don't like her style is different now, but yeah. no, she's, you know, adulting, Adult. <laughs> but, yeah. um, like she definitely appreciated more rock style music and, that I mean that makes sense considering my taste in music also I was never a big rap fan until recently I will say uh and it took getting out of American culture for me to actually kind of appreciate rap so there are right. certain rap artists that I do appreciate like you know like the the old school rap sure it's great like I, I find no fault in it. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> what happened after that was just not good. I don't like, I guess the reason that I listen to rap now is because I listen to it in a different language and maybe <laughs> it has the same messages, right? But you um, don't know. But it doesn't matter because I can't understand it. So it's all about vibe for me. So like there are rap songs that are super, super, super catchy. Right. And right. I like you, you love it. But then like there are a lot of um, 
the messages in rap songs i just i can't get behind a lot I, of them i get that. like it's getting better now right especially because uh i would say like more emotional rap is now being kind of uh mainstreamed right now yeah but yeah. i kind of agree with you and disagree with you at the same time because i agree with you that 90s early 90s late 90s rap was really perfecting hip-hop it was perfecting getting a message across using music and relating and when it became like any kind of music like any kind of music when it became more about making money than it did about expressing yourself and and you know and i'm not saying all artists out there are just trying to make money obviously no we're are, you know, we're definitely generalizing generalizing yeah. just mainstream music as a whole it really started to get to that point where you you really didn't I don't just want to have that party all the time vibe. I don't want to just have that image of a woman being like, you know, sexualized. Like I honestly don't, don't get me wrong. I am a man. I still, I do enjoy that, but it's not always what I want my music to represent. And when you listen to your music, especially publicly, it does kind of say something about you unspokenly, like what kind of music you listen to. And I think that, listening to like club bangers and stuff has its place obviously i enjoy a good banger i am not with sachelle this is where we disagree and i think there is definitely some fire music that has come out it's just not i i'm picky about when i listen to it but when we listen to korean rap it does have more it's all about emotion it's all about how i feel from the song because i don't understand the language it's how i feel from what they're saying all feelings so you can almost impose your own version of what the song is even if it is just a club banger you still have that your version of it and i think uh when you have something just like uh wop i bring this up a lot that song that song gets stuck in my head <laughs> that song is catchy that song i agree but i agree do i want to see my eight-year-old cousin singing that song no no i don't not because i think kids need to be shielded but because i don't want it normalized right i don't uh disagree with that what i'm saying like what i'm saying is do i like that song yes will i listen to it if it comes on yes did i put it on my playlist no Hell no. you know no. like it's it's not something that i'll seek out no. which is kind of like where I stand with music, there's certain kinds of music that like, I like a lot of music just to hear it. Like there's a ton of songs that I'm like, yeah, I would listen to this again, but right. also I'm not, I'm not saving it to a Spotify pay playlist. I'm just going to leave it. And if I hear it randomly, whether it's while I'm at a bar or at a friend's house, you know, right. Um, like in a well you wouldn't hear that in a restaurant right <laughs> i don't know 2020 <laughs> was weird 2021 <laughs> might be even weirder you're right Who but knows? i mean you know but if i hear it while i'm out and about i'll just be like yeah this is cool i don't mind it like i'm not gonna be like turn that off right but um i don't i'm not gonna seek it out and right. i think that that's that's kind of what indicates me liking a uh, certain music or not is right. if i'm willing to like save it <laughs> right for later to listen to again right and then there's a certain aspect of culture that we might not necessarily understand 
uh, because of the environment we grew up in. Like, I personally know tons of, like, friends who just, they'll get together, like, with their kids and everything, and then they'll play trap music, and everyone's enjoying it. And you, at that point, it's hard not to smile. It's hard not to be like, wow, like, this is really cute. Like, they're all, like, there's something about, it. There's it's something in the culture that I just don't understand wanting to introduce those elements to my kids before I feel like they're ready to like understand them fully. But here's the thing. It's not my reality. You know, I think it would be different if it was my reality. I think I would feel differently if it was my reality. I've never had to deal with, you know, the stuff that they talk about. Like (laughs) personally, I've never sold drugs. So like in my brain, I'm like automatically, I don't necessarily even, relate to the content of this music because they're singing yeah, about trapping I, and i've never even even been to a trap house in my life so like it just I, there's something i don't relate to within the music itself that's gotta be weird when someone assumes that you can relate to it and it's so far off from who you are as a person <laughs> yeah that, is, that i was gonna say that is actually one of the things is like the relatability of the music is important so you know, um, like you said, there's certain situations like they're talking about, you know, growing up in in poverty and having to make these decisions with these life decisions and how hard life is when that's yep. not my reality. My life was pretty easy <laughs> compared to most. Yeah. Compared to most. Hey, at least you can admit my life, it. That's a great Yeah, my life was thing. pretty good. Um and at least in the life that was like after childhood, like um, like when I was becoming a person uh, and forming kind of opinions about things like music. Right. I lived in the suburbs. So, so you know, no one in school. I mean, there were a few people in school who really liked rap music. Right. Um, I just wasn't one of them. Right. And. And, you know, the uh, the ones that did, like, I went off to a primarily uh, white school. Hmm. And <laughs> people kind of called them out for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which I understand because it. I got called out for not liking rap music. They got called out for liking rap music, saying that we were kind of, like, fake or, not, like, like there was something wrong. Right. And Dude, I feel that like if I was a, so a straight white person who liked rap and someone was like, yo, you're you're not allowed to do I'd be mad. Uh, yeah, I would. I would be <laughs> upset. I mean, it's kind of doing the same thing uh, that they do to us, but back just like reverse. But the thing mm-hmm. like that really resonates with me about what you said. And I guess this is the part of the podcast y'all been waiting for because <laughs> I'm about to the start woes. complaining. But like I just I feel like as a musician I've been a musician for like I professionally, air, I'm air quoting if you, if you can't hear how hard I'm air quoting right now, um, uh, being a professional musician for oh, going on nine years uh, coming up, I have I am a soul musician I I sing blues I sing rock and roll I sing I I mean it's it's weird it's kind of like a fusion mix of, of some weird of all funk the things, right some funk some like it's a weird fusion and i've i even though i i'm drawn to rap as an art form and i really like love and appreciate rap music i can't 
rap. I cannot rap. So, like, when you're trying to explain to someone, like, at a party or something, like, uh, pre-COVID, by the way, I haven't been to a party in a year and some change. Uh, uh, <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> That's real, people. Like, you can see, if you're not li- if you're not watching, go on our YouTube and just watch this part. You can see in my eyes that I have not seen people <laughs> other than my girlfriend in a long time. You're dead time. inside. <laughs> in a long time. But uh, just being, like, more like into rock and roll music and just into into that kind of singing and whatnot it, it does when you're explaining to someone like yeah i'm a musician yeah i've been working really hard yeah i've been doing all this stuff and the entire time you're talking they're looking at you and in their head they're imagining you rapping they're imagining you being a rapper and it doesn't fit their their picture in their head they're like uh this guy talking to me right now doesn't necessarily sound like he'd be a good rapper like that's going on in their head before i ever said what i did ever like that's already going on i have to actually tell them after like okay this is actual story time i can actually tell you a story so i actually went to a party out in a part of the city that is like very suburban very suburban but i like going to these parties because they're very uh they're a lot more chill they're not as ragey. I like to rage. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't like get it rage. twisted. But every once in a while, it's good to grab your like artisanal beer and head over to <laughs> to the suburbs and play some Cards Against Humanity with people. You know, I don't mind it. So, so I'm there and I'm talking to this chick about you know music, and we were just talking about how much we love it and like all that. And then she was like, got around to being like, oh, let me hear some of your music. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then I started playing a song, and instantly the confusion on her face was just like so apparent. She was just like, "Oh, like this is not what I expected," and that doesn't mean it's bad, but at the same time, it feels like it means it's bad, right? You could be you could be doing great, like you could be have a song that's honestly amazing, but the fact that they weren't prepared, like they thought something else was gonna happen it turned that moment into super awkward moment. Cause now I'm sitting there like, yeah, what did you think? I, I know the answer, but another guilty pleasure of mine is making people calling squirm. people out. <laughs> I like that tension. I like that uncomfortable feeling, but it, it's just like, I just was, it ruined the moment of where I was actually connecting with someone about music. And then their, their perceived notion of me made it weird when she found out that her perception was wrong. And that happens a lot. It happens a lot more than you'd think. Like, me being a musician confuses people, period, at this point. Because they're like, yeah, Sebastian, he's like, he he sings rock and roll, but, like, it's also soul and a little, like, gospel-y. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Sebastian's just, he does that. He does Sebastian. Sebastian does Sebastian. And I think that's the best way to sum up Sachelle as well. Like, if you someone was like, how does Sachelle sing? I'd be like, she's Sachelle. She's like Sachelle. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, it, like, if you want that, if you want Sachelle for the song, like, she will do the best Sachelle that you could ever get. <laughs> but, like, it's so hard to quantify our voices. It's so hard to quantify our talent because race does have some part uh, uh at least uh cosmetically or, or perceptionally into what we actually like to do and and 
I think that if people were a little bit more accepting, because like this is actually a great question for Sasha. How many bands do you know? Like how many like rock or metal bands have colored lead singers that you know of? I only know of one. Was that Kill Switch Engage? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple like <laughs> Seven Dust uh, has a really good singer. Like there, there's 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 they're out there, but like cult, like uh, the Cult of Personality. Who is that? Living Color. Like oh, they're I out forgot there. about them. They're out there, but like it's rare. It's a it's a it's a rare thing, and I'm like, why? There are it definitely is, yeah. black musicians who slay the genre. I know this for a fact. Like there are definitely dudes out there that slay, but marketing. You're trying to sell this music to who? Who who are the labels trying to sell this music to realistically? Let me give you a hint. They're probably playing whenever you go to buy a tiki torch. <laughs> it's probably playing. Whatever. I'm not I'm not hating. I'm just saying like marketing wise, <laughs> marketing wise, that's the kind of that's where they're marketing that music, you know? Like that's I'm so sorry. That was so funny. But also <laughs> You're not wrong. So the thing is, also, I will say, um, it's also true that there's not a lot of people of color in, like, the rocks, comparatively. The rocks. But also, I, yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that that might be because there's not a lot of people of color who like rock and listen to it comparatively like compared to white people that is a fantastic point <laughs> that is a fantastic point because we might not about be inverse yeah it might not be that that black people wouldn't like it or people of color wouldn't like it but they're not exposed to it on the same right. level oh, like yeah. i was exposed to it by my white parent from same. like the womb same <laughs> the womb right okay i didn't like I it took a while before I even was introduced to any okay. other type of music. Yep. I got lucky. So. My parents were just crazy about all different kinds of music. So I definitely had a spread to pick from. My thank you mom. I'm going to say this on air. Thank you mom for having such a diverse musical taste. However, Heavy D and Queen Latifah are not the only rappers in the world. <laughs> I love you, Mom. You are super lucky. Yeah, you got to listen to everything. Except for like Man hardcore rap. Except for hardcore rap and and like actual rock music. Like those two, I like I didn't hear my first Led Zeppelin song until high school. And I was like, oh, oh, this is Yeah, yeah I will say for the rock that I listened to, so my mom listened to a lot of like 80s 80s bands uh so there was there's a lot of rock influence there generally right but then my uncle was also into like hard metal <laughs> like like he was a metal head nice. over here in mosh pits metal <laughs> my mom was so. the rocker my mom likes uh sticks yeah that and was then, the whitest well, from- thing you've ever said I'm sorry. Like I'm, just, I, I love, I love you, Mama Lakata. <laughs> but that was literally the whitest thing. You were like, my mom was like the metalhead, and then you, the band you brought up was Sticks. Well, that's actually it. 
it's on brand because my <laughs> upbringing was very traditional, like classic yeah. American family music. Oh. And I remember like <laughs> <laughs> listening a lot to the radio, like the Kiss 98.5 if we were driving somewhere as a family. Right. So um, oh, that it's makes just sense. been... Right. It was just your pick. Yeah, it was no, just, no, no. It was like, it was, if you'd like said like the Scorpions, which like, you know, kind of the same No, I really vein. didn't hear those much. All I remember is my mom saying like, if if someone was to go into a mosh pit, it would be her over my dad. At a Styx concert. <laughs> is that, that's like my, that's my point. Like, where's a mosh pit at a Styx concert? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just kind of holding hands yeah, and walking right. around it's in a circle, like, Danny. See, just kidding. Your mom's okay. just out there fucking flailing. A- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of translated into like my older sister's style. It's more right. rock. Whereas my dad is more um, like the, he likes the Bee Gees. He likes funk. He disco. liked, yeah, he liked disco. disco. Um, yeah. Definitely more. Uh, instrumental maybe yeah everything about your life tracks danny yeah oh yeah literally, <laughs> literally yeah, everything i'm definitely more in the explorational phase now where like i have this one thing that i started off with but now i'm more into like exploring and trying different types of music right yeah i, kind of- I will say um one interesting thing that i was exposed to as a kid was my dad uh listen to a lot of reggae when i was like growing up i missed that so yeah which like because he's a very um he was rastafarian at the time rastafarian yeah yeah so my yeah at the time my dad was a rastafarian and really into like jamaican everything so um yeah, listening to reggae was cool because I have never like it, right. it. If you have ever heard reggae, like it has cool beats, and then it has like the same, uh, like it has certain vocal inflection, right? Yep, which is cool. Like it sounds, it sounds cool. Yep. One thing I never got into was country music, N- uh, mostly because my mother hates it. I just, I, I. I'm not going to, like, I could go into this. Like, I could really go into this and stay tuned because I may on our channel at some point. But I'm just going to leave it at this. I don't fuck with country music. I love country music. Mm. There are country songs that I like. Mm. But I don't, I'm not a country music fan. My freaking beginning of my college career was all country, all the time. The entire country station was, like, all I listened to. I remember. Yeah, but Danny, that also tracks. And it, it was it was just weird because I was like, because the reason why Danny told me she liked country, and this is kind of like my biggest beef with country, that I'm just going to leave it at this. She was like, I really like like the simplicity and the meaning. And I was like, okay, I get that. But you could get the same thing, but so much better. You know, like I- just listen to Pearl Jam. <laughs> And it's li- it's literally the same thing. It's very simple. That's like sums very up meaningful. our relationship. Was me starting with like, this is what I think, and you being like, if we broaden that a little, I think it could be even better. It could be better. Like it could, it, it could be a little better. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, as a genre, 
not a big fan. Um, I'm not a fan of the twang. Mm, and the also, the I'm not a, like, I've never lived a farm life. So their songs about like life plights. Also, for the same reasons, I don't listen to a lot of rap music. Right. Because my life is does not like relate. Your life is I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but but I'm not gonna lie. Rock music got me because my life exact like I was full of teenage angst. So yes, all like I had all the feelings, Mm. and And that's really what rock music and like like all the emo music. Oh, favorite emo music, favorite genre, bro. But that was literally what it was about. (laughs) I just uh, like had this experience growing up where what was being broadcast to me was relatable automatically. So I feel like now I'm kind of drawn to things I don't relate to. I enjoy listening to rap that, you know, reflects a totally different life experience than mine because, you know, if at least for me personally, that's interesting. And what's interesting to me about music is emotion at the end of the day. Like when someone can express on a level that makes me feel like I can understand them, I'm definitely going to listen to that music. And the genre doesn't really matter as much if I like it. And if I right. can connect to it emotionally, then I'm going to listen to it. You've also had a weird uh, experience compared to me and Sachel because me and Sachel don't know what it's like to uh, kind of like be able to pick the music we relate to or, or the music that we want to relate to. Like, like, Wow. It, like, we just, to be honest. like Right. Everything that was being force-fed to you wasn't something you related to. If I went to school, my high school, again, predominantly black, or at least half and half, I mean, I, it, it, there, was, there was a lot of both. Um, When I would go to school, and if someone were to ask me, like, what my favorite song is, I wouldn't tell them. Like, they wouldn't understand. They just wouldn't. Like, they, like if I was like, my favorite song is Bleeding Mascara, because I was a I was a, oh, I was a, a uh, uh, emo going back to yeah, right, as an emo kid. So so like bleeding mascara, like and and they're like, well, why, like, oh, how do you even like relate to the song? And I'm like, bro, like, this song is actually deep as hell, and like, I really enjoy the complexity of it, and I really enjoy the the changing dynamic and the changing tones. But I can't say that. I can't tell them that. You no. know what? You know what they wouldn't question is if I walked in going, I like my be down low. Down low, down low, down low. Yeah, like it, yeah, like it, yeah, like I like my top. Like, like literally, I love T.I., by the way. Don't get twisted. But, like, if if I walked in like that, nobody would question it. Nobody would ever. But that's not who you are. Right. So, like, getting to express yourself musically just wasn't there for me. Like, it, like I did because I was angsty, so I just played it as loud as humanly yes. possible on my headphones. And all the kids be like. It was worth it. <laughs> He's going to murder everybody here. I think it was worth it because you introduced me to My Chemical Romance, which is an amazing, at least. Uh, you mean Three Cheers for three Sweet cheers Revenge? Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge. Right, yes. Amazing. That's that, the name that of that band. Sachelle introduced me to Reliant K, technically, because we listened to Be My Escape. Bullshit. That, I, call, I call BS on that, introduced. bro. Introduced. I call BS. Okay. Oh, okay. I introduce you I take it to back. Reliant K. Yes, no, no, no. Sachelle. Uh, How dare you? We were having K-pop night. Sachelle was like, oh, let's get it. Oh, wait, well, actually, it was you the whole time? Was it you the whole time? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, Danny. so Sebastian was like, we should listen to like some emo stuff and switch it up from K-pop. 
and put on Reliant K. Sashel just knew all the words to be my escape. And I'm watching these two sing this song that's like been relatable to them for a decade. Such a good song. And I'm like, where was this when I was 13 years old? The 13 year old inside of me is like mascara running like fist in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Sashel are just like, yeah, I remember what I was like. Sashel was this. like, you should put on, uh, wait, no, maybe it was Sebastian again saying, I so hate consequences. Yes, yeah, such oh, a good song. Yes. Such a, good, Such a song. good song. That whole album. That and then mm-hmm I album did. Just... Sorry, that album is amazing. I did the Danny Classic, which is like if I ever want to learn new music, I just pick an artist that I want to learn more about. I find an album that looks interesting, and I listen to every single song that's on it. That's how you do it. Over and over and over again until I'm like comfortable with the popular ones, the weird ones. And that's that album in general. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge is one of those albums you could just you could just back to back. Oh, every oh my goodness, yeah. my entire teen years literally just that album on repeat, <laughs> repeat, bro. That Wait, and, and out from under the was, cork tree. Uh, follow up, yeah. shout out. That's a great album. Yeah, but literally, I was just like, like just cycle through. I actually had like seven. I I am not one. Um, there are very few albums that I know entire albums of, and it's because um, yeah, music pirating oh. <laughs> was was the, most, was the most popular thing to do when I was in middle out. school and high school. Yeah, just saying. Uh, I would make mix CDs. Yes. 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 I had iTunes on my Linux OS. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. Yeah. You guys are- I didn't have okay. iTunes. That's the thing. That's the thing. <laughs> Whoa. So, I had iTunes. Yeah, you weren't supposed to have iTunes on anything except for uh, Apple. I paid a dollar for every song that I had when growing up. Yeah, that's that's a privilege I did not have. Right. Um, that's what I'm saying. Is that privilege? My mom was like, like my mom was like, You want twenty dollars for what? <laughs> nah. Nah. My mom was like, for your Hanukkah gift, everyone gets to pick a song on iTunes. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, my mom can do that. So for so either that- way. Go ahead. So yeah, I was gonna say either way, um all of my like I said, all of my music was mixed. And that means I was mixing on one C D, it was not even the same genre, much less the same artist. Right. Like they like, didn't have the right no names repeat. either. Like, yeah, like, right. <laughs> unknown. They all say track and honestly yeah. Honestly, yes, that happened a lot. But also I found a lot of new random music that way because I would try to get one song and a completely different song would show up and I'd be like, but this is a bop. This is too. a good song though. <laughs> I don't know what it's called because it's just called RussianMaleWives.com, but right. <laughs> it's, a fi- it's fire. <laughs> oh, Rip LimeWire. Oh, and Kaza. That definitely had a lot to do with your, uh, like, music. Growth? Eh, like, she said that her music taste is random. Mm. That pro- that definitely tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were talking about it for, random. like, an hour. When I think about my, uh, like, me and my sister playing the Les Mis album and just, like, starting it from the beginning, basically watching the musical through our ears, that makes, like, that's attributed a lot to the type of musical taste that I have. 
Yeah, I can tell you that my mom has like a crazy collection of cassettes, right? Um, but for me, since downloading music was a thing, I never bought albums. Only bought albums of artists that I really, really wanted to support. Yes. And or if I got them as gifts. And before so, yeah. before you think that we are terrible people for this, because like what? You're musicians that didn't pay musicians for their art? Hear me out. Yes, when I was a teenager and didn't have any money. Yes. Right. And couldn't yes. ask my parents for the money. Yes. yes. But I did go through a very heavy CD phase and have since purchased over hundreds of CDs. Mm. So... You're also very like diligent now about supporting artists as much as you can. Yeah. Like like when you're watching YouTube, right? Like and I, I'm not saying this because we're on YouTube or anything. This is just like a PSA, bro. If you like what they're doing, like the video. Leave a comment. Even if that comment I literally leave comments that's like comment for the algorithm. Like literally It'll I just, help I, your algorithm I, so you see leave, more things you like. Right, and you see the people you like more, you see the channels you like more, you see the yeah. content you like more. If they're gonna be aggregating our information, we might as well like take advantage of it and be like, show me this stuff I like then. Right. It doesn't make sense to me that so many really good, really talented cr- content creators have way more people watching their streams than they have subscribed to them. That makes no sense to right. me. If you like what they do, subscribe. YouTube doesn't show you all the places you're subscribed. I'm subscribed to hundreds of channels. Mm-hmm. You think they show me all of them every time? No. <laughs> like, just give that support to the people that are making your content because otherwise you're leaving it up to corporations to make your content. And uh, the 90s wasn't that long ago. How'd that go? Right. We don't want that anymore. Support your content creators. Keep content creators individual. Independent. Yeah. Independent, yeah. Um, rant over. <laughs> yes, Sorry. rant over. But I will say, like, it's the same as now. I did it for a convenience thing. Right. Like, right now, I have Spotify. Same. That is that Spotify? is the only thing yeah. I really use for music. Um, same. And I pay for it. Same. So, like, Honestly, it's worth I the wish, subscription. I wish you, uh, Spotify did more for their artists. I mean, I mean, it's 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 contention. If we're not going to talk about it in depth here, go look it up if you are interested. Uh, but Spotify isn't the best to their artists. They're not the fairest. But there is there are music streaming services out there that I don't personally use, but I'll endorse. I know Title uh, does really good at making sure their artists get paid from their platform. And I know that they also put up the highest quality streams you can get. So even though I don't personally subscribe to Title, if you want to support your artists that you stream, it's not a bad uh, platform to uh, check out. Nice. Yeah. You didn't know? But either way, uh, (laughs) either way, back to music. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't pay for a lot of my music and my music ended up being really random, but it also, I have found that even like now when I look back, I remember the order of like the random mix CDs. Like if a song randomly plays, 
my brain goes, oh, this is the next song that's supposed to play. Right. Like, even if I hear it somewhere, like, if I hear it on Spotify, I'm like, this song is next. And I'm like, no, it's not, brain, no, it's not. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I like that and the brain be- does that. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Isn't it kind of fun when you're listening to a song and then you automatically are like hear the next song in your head? Yeah. Sure. But I think it's I think it's interesting that you do listen to full albums because there were only a few that I really did that to. One of them was Three Cheers for Revenge. Number eleven. And there was a System of a Down that I Oh yeah. I did. Which album? Toxicity? Toxicity. Oh, yeah, yeah. CDs were a huge way for me to get my music. Like a girl in school would give me I was like, Oh, make me a mix CD so I can hear what kind of music you like and then that opened up my eyes. There's a dude in my uh like theater, like we would do plays and stuff, and I was a freshman, he's a senior. He's like, You don't know the Beatles? So he gave me probably like five different Beatles albums that he would just like burn and then I could listen to. Which was awesome. Yeah, that's that's dope. I d- I then, have made a lot of CDs. And then yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have made a lot of CDs. And then Sebastian people. and it was I the thing to never charged for them. Part ever. of the fun of our relationship, uh, especially when we were um, just starting, was to go to Walmart with like a little bit of money and then just buy albums. So we'd be in the CD section looking for a deal, and then we'd go in the car and listen to it and just hang out and like experience it. We would role play though. As one yeah. does. As one does, you know, just stretch it. That's how we found out about fire. Incubus. You were like, this is my favorite Incubus album, Morning View. Oh. The first song, Nice to Know You. Sebastian was like, this is my jam. It's my jam. <laughs> and then we would just play the whole thing, get into this chill 90s vibe. Oh. I have a thing that I just want to say. Mm. Bang. This isn't directly related to are you a rapper, mm. but it is it is uh kind of parallel. Okay. Not every person of color can dance. Oh but I can. <laughs> I can move. I can move. But I will tell I will admit this to everyone on the internet who wants to listen. Mm. Um, my ability to move to music is learned. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. as a child, I literally had no rhythm. None. Yeah, it there's video exist. evidence. Yeah. There's it it did not exist. I had to learn right. through effort. Right. Blood, sweat, and tears, and a lot of years of musical theater. And honestly, dude, like, hold a beat. I feel like this is the conversation we're having is how much of that is actually racially. Like, I feel like people always say, like, black people can dance, black people can sing, black people can rap. But the thing about it is, is like a lot of black communities, those three things are prevalent, like in your environment, like you're dancing at school, you're listening to rap every day you your family singing with you like it, it's just kind of about a part of the culture overall environment how much how much do we blame on race that actually is a product of our environment yeah like a, just a cultural thing right like i used to run in circles like when when i my everyone my mom would be dancing in the middle of the room and let me just say this right here my mom is white as white can be 
and she can dance. That woman can move. Okay. So like I she would be dancing in the middle and I would just be running in circles around her to the beat. Like literally not dancing. <laughs> just ADHD full, just ah, just running in circles. Okay. Like I you have to le- like you have to learn how to appreciate the rhythm. You have to learn how to appreciate the way a song kind of like makes your body move. Also, you have to be not self-conscious about it, which is why I think there's the stereotype that white people can't dance because white people be judgy as hell when it comes to, you know, if someone's dancing. Like, how many white weddings have we been to together? Probably like two now. And the receptions are always like people dancing, but like very little, like most of the people are just standing around the people dancing, watching the people dancing. Okay, and the that's only just dancing a weird culture to grow up in. For that, I will. Hold on, I will say at the uh, the white weddings that we've been to, the only time that I see like everyone dancing is if a dance song like the electric slide, Cupid Shuffle, bro. I Cupid literally, shuffle. bro. I'm yeah, just gonna put this like, out there. I'm some gonna, kinds of songs like you're that. so right, but I'm gonna put this out there. I literally at my cousin's wedding. We were getting ready to leave, and I was like, oh, I don't want to tell him I'm leaving. I don't know how I'm going to tell him that, you know, I have to go. And then the Cupid Shuffle started playing, and everyone, like, freaked out, rushed to the dance floor, and I found my cousin. I was like, yo, I got to bounce. I'm sorry. And he was like, why? I'm like, I'm contractually obligated to leave whenever this song plays, and there are no other people of color here. <laughs> <laughs> Because everyone looks at you like, okay, you leading, right? You know this, right? You know the, you know the Cupid show. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, get this shit out of my face. Like, I don't want to. They say I'm a rapper, but I said no, man. Right? <laughs> yes. So that's honestly, like, a great way to end this episode. I really feel like we all got to share some experiences with you guys. We got to share our viewpoints. Please join the discussion uh, when these videos hit YouTube. Comment section. We will be actively watching. We will be actually act- actively answering comments. Yes. So if you want to get in in the discussion, comment section. If you're listening on Spotify or on iTunes or any of the other platforms, please go check us out on youtube that's at buyo pro b-u-y-e-o-p-r-o that's buyo pro on youtube and if you're looking for our other podcasts because now we have been told we need to make this distinction one is called mixed edition and that's the one you're listening to right now and one is called kia na korea that's k-i-a-n-a-a kia na so if you're searching on spotify and itunes and you can't find us now you know and with that Stay culture. We love you. Let us know what you're interested in. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Can we talking after we are supposed to be done talking. What music do you like? <laughs> Literally, like I said, everything about Dandy tracks. <laughs> everything. <laughs>